welcome back to Cool Girls Only. We are back with a spring savings recap. It's been a minute since we had a finance episode, so excited to chat about how it's been going. Yeah, it's it's been going really well. How has it been going for you for spring savings? I feel like it's been going well. I mean, generally, I don't really spend as much money during this time of the year, mm-hmm. but I guess to kick it off, like you're kind of the person who introduced me to spring savings. So why don't you go ahead and just let the people know, like, what is it and what do you Mm -hmm. do during spring savings? So in general, like when I first started hearing spring savings, it was just like at a bare minimum, a concept of saving more money in the spring and doing less in the spring. Since like you just said, most people tend to like chill out after the holidays are over So it's a really good time. And also people are getting more into dry January, I feel like. So you save money as well doing that. And I think a lot of people have started to just like pile this all together and be like, you know what? I'm going to save money and recuperate after the holidays every year. Um, For me specifically, this is what spring savings looks like. So January, I do not eat out at all. Like not even a coffee, not even Chipotle. Oh my God, no coffee. I didn't even think about that. No, dude. Like, I mean, I didn't tell myself I couldn't. It just got to the point where like I was already halfway through January and hadn't literally eaten one thing out that I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. It's also probably Um, like a nice cleanse for your body too. (laughs) Like no eating out. It is, dude. It felt really good. Um. And obviously being into cooking, we'll talk about hobbies next week, but like, I feel like that also helped a lot, like being into cooking and wanting to stay at home. It's also shitty out. Like it's usually not as nice in January. So January is no eating out, no drinking, which is when I would say I saved the most amount of money because I'm just like literally not doing anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then February, I would say reduce drinking and going out still. I liked this year that I did like a slow, um, comeback from, from January. So instead of like February 1st, buying three bottles of wine and like going after (laughs) it, we're going back, we're going back to it. That was not the scenario for me. I actually loved, this was the easiest dry Jan so far. I kept it going into February. Like, I think I probably drank twice in the month of February, Um, so just like still cutting back, not going out to the bars and spending a bunch of money on beer or whatever, no happy hours. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, still restricted, but not necessarily like I will not eat anything out. Like I definitely got takeout at least twice in February and just kind of slowly got back to that. Mm -hmm. And then March, I would say similar to Feb, but a little less restricted. So like really January is on lockdown. Mm Mm-hmm. January's lockdown, focusing only on like recuperating health, all the things. February, we're slowly getting back. And then March, almost completely back to normal. Um, But just trying to be more like intentional, trying to think about it more. Yeah. No, I like that. And like, I feel like January is probably the easiest month to do that. Like, I don't know. You just came off the holidays, a lot going on, a lot of drinking, a lot of eating, all that stuff, a lot of spending. So I think January is usually the easiest. And I agree. Like dry Jan was so easy for me this year. Like I absolutely loved it. Um, But yeah, I think 
I think it was good for me. It definitely wasn't really structured. I think we just tended to spend less in January. We didn't really eat out that much. We did not drink like all that stuff. So like you said, that definitely saves so much money. It's kind of insane. Like even, I don't know, Joe doesn't really drink at all. So usually when we go out to eat, I don't really get a drink either. Like he hasn't drank since our wedding in October, which is crazy. Like it's not really... I don't know. He just doesn't like it. So it's easy for me when we go out to not get anything, but it's crazy how much cheaper meals are when you don't get drinks. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's crazy. So that's like, I mean, money saver tip. Just don't, just don't order drinks at dinner. Um, but yeah, like I said, wasn't super structured. We just tend to spend less around that time. So I think it definitely still counts as spring savings, even if I didn't have it quite as structured, but I do feel like, yeah, I'm definitely the most budget conscious around this time of year and like spending a little less and being a bit more, like you said, intentional with what I'm spending, because I feel like at least once it gets to like summertime, that's when it gets a little, little spendier. flying out. (laughs) It's flying. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So how is it going since I guess we're technically still in March? Um, how is it going for you? And like, how has it been? It's been really good. So definitely most successful dry Jan and spring savings yet. I think that my lifestyle has definitely shifted away from drinking, which has just saved me a shit ton of money that I didn't you know, like when something becomes a part of your lifestyle and becomes a part of the norm, we don't really think about it as like costing us a bunch of money because it's just what you're, what you're used to doing. But I definitely think I was the most intentional about my spending this spring savings and just like my life has been shifting in that direction anyways. So it's, it's been really good. And I don't want to like come off as I don't spend any money because I do spend money. <laughs> on like brunch. I went to brunch, you know, two weeks ago, we just went to Philly, um, this weekend and did like a day trip and it was awesome. So it's not like I don't splurge, but it's, I pick and choose just more intentionally what I'm going to spend my money on. And then the things that I do spend my money on, I don't worry about how much I'm spending because I know that this is the thing, you know, I want to spend on. So no, that's literally the way to do it like being intentional because then you're not just like blowing money on like random shit you don't really need and like have more money to spend on things you actually want to do. Yeah. It's, it's been really good. I had a goal of, um, saving $500 per paycheck. So a thousand dollars a month during spring savings. And I've hit that, which is exciting. Yeah. It feels good. Like it's crazy how easy it is to save money when you don't eat out and you don't drink out. Yeah. Like, no, it really, it, like, it's, it's game changer. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I was just kind of thinking about like this episode and just how my relationship with money has changed so much. I mean, even just in the past year, like it's definitely changed since we started the podcast and I think it's kind of evolved. Um, so it's just really interesting to think about, but I feel like 
since I guess spring savings, I've kind of been really trying to focus on three main things. So like the first thing I'm trying to focus on is just not feeling bad or anxious about spending money. Like I always used to have the mindset of like getting mad at myself for spending money, no matter what it was on. Like it didn't matter. I would just kind of like, I just always had that like anxiety of spending money. So now I'm trying to kind of allow myself to treat myself and enjoy it rather than feeling like pissed at myself. And like, that's also easier to say because when I had that mindset of like anxiety, I definitely made way less than I do now. So I think it's just kind of evolving that mindset as you grow and I guess your career and like your income growth and stuff. But I don't know. That was always like an annoyance for me. Like just having that, like in the back of my mind when I'm spending money, like you shouldn't be doing this. So like, just trying to enjoy it. Um, the second thing I'm trying to focus on is automating as much as possible. So like, I feel like since Joe and I have gotten married, like we kind of talked about like how we want to manage finances and stuff. And like, everything is automated, like X amount goes into an investment account, X amount goes into 401k. And like, I don't know, I feel like the less that I physically see the money in my checking account, obviously the less I'll spend. So I think that's been really big for me because I don't know, before we were married, I did not have like an automation sent to my investment account. I would just like add money when I wanted to, but like, I don't know, I would never add enough or like I would kind of skip weeks and stuff. So I think automation is key if you really want to like just have it consistent. Cause I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Um, and then the last thing that I'm trying to think about or trying to adopt in my life is just an abundance mindset kind of related to the first one, just shifting like positive thoughts around money instead of just wondering how I can make more, how I can get more money, like just kind of living in this space of like, I'm comfortable with where I am and like an abundance mindset rather than like a lacking mindset around money. And I think that's like Mm -hmm. changed a lot for me. One thing I did want to ask you though, because we've had, I mean, we haven't had a money episode in a while, but we used to have them really frequently. And I feel like if I were to go back and listen, like, I just feel like my relationship has evolved so much since even like the beginning. Do you think your relationship with money has like changed since starting this podcast? Yeah, I do. I think, um, I, a few things, I think making more money has definitely changed my mindset on it because mm-hmm. I have it. Like yeah. I, like you said, yeah. when we were first getting started, maybe right out of college, like usually your salary is pretty crappy. And like, especially living in a big city, you're scrapping. Like, yes, we did not have enough money to live here. And we did. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the beginning of the podcast. It's crazy. And, and the feeling was very like, um, yeah, like scarcity. It was, it was like tension. You didn't want to spend money on anything. And then when you did, you weren't even thinking about enjoying the thing that you were spending money on. You were just like slapping your own wrist for spending money. Um, and it sucked. Like it really did. And I will say, I thought today in the grocery store, and like, I always said this in our money episodes, but for me going to college without, um, a direct line of credit to my parents, like (laughs) I didn't, I didn't have a credit card. I didn't have cash from them. Like, of course I had support throughout my years for my family. I was very blessed for that. But like financially I was dependent on what I made, um, like waiting tables. And I, 
I will always remember going to the grocery store and having to like pick and choose exactly what I could get in order to only spend $35 a week on food. Mm-hmm. And like just hating it. I hated the experience of grocery shopping. I never cooked because I couldn't, you know, in my mind, I couldn't buy the things I wanted to buy to be able to cook the recipes I wanted to. And like, it was just so tense. And then standing in line at Trader Joe's in Brooklyn today with a cart full of shit, excited to eat good food this week and not even thinking twice about how much the total is, is like such an amazing, amazing feeling that I hope I never get like so used to. And I hope I always remind myself of those times that like you and I were talking about when we first started here. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'll say definitely making more has fully changed how I feel about money. And also I love the abundance mindset thing you said. Like I read the same woman who wrote um, how to be a badass. She has a book about money. Yeah. Um, And that fully changed my mindset on money. Like in such such a positive way in the sense of money is money and you can always have more of it and it really like reading that book made me shift my mindset from like um you know how am I going to make make my next dollar like how am I I don't want to spend this I I shouldn't spend it on this whatever to instead being like I can always make more it'll be okay Mm -hmm. like yeah there are certain things we can get more of and there are certain things we can't in life and money is one of them that like I feel like during the course of us recording this podcast I've like have gone through a lot of shit that I think back to like you know spending money to get out of that lease that it was like a horrible mm-hmm. you know situation in our apartment and who gives a shit like who literally like, cares about yeah. that money I don't yeah. I don't care about it I'm so glad that we left yeah so it's just like little things like that um just make you think that it's not it's not as big of a deal sometimes as we make it yeah no so true like I feel like yeah when we started this podcast I think we were both still like in our first jobs I was making nothing And yeah, I just had that mindset, that scarcity mindset, getting mad at myself for buying things, et cetera, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I probably shouldn't have been buying them because I didn't really have the money to buy them. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's so true. Like making more obviously changes your perspective on money and like your mindset, but also, and we talk about this a lot too. Like it's that lifestyle creep that you need to be aware Mm -hmm. of and try not to like, I guess maybe like the abundance mindset, except that you're comfortable where you are, but you don't need more. And I think that's what I'm trying to adopt and like use in my everyday life because I don't want to like spend as much as I'm making. Like it's nice to make more money and then save more money. Um, but I think that's something a lot of people get stuck in just like spending more as you make more. And also I feel like greed can come into play too. Like when you start making more, trying to figure out how you can make even more and more and more. And like, when can I grow my salary again? And like, I don't know, there's just comes a point. And I think we, yeah, it's literally never ending. Like, I think we talked about this in our episode on the psychology of money book review, which such a good book go read it if you haven't but like that's like that was a chapter I think greed literally just not knowing when enough is enough and like never having like 
I don't know, a finish line in sight, which yeah, I mean, I you're think, never fulfilled. Yes. Literally never satisfied. So I think that's just like something too, that people can kind of, it's just a cycle that just keeps going and going and going until you kind of tell yourself like, no, I'm happy. And like, I don't need to keep chasing and chasing and chasing. Um, yeah, that was just a long winded way of saying, I'm thinking about all of these different things this year, which I think has been really positive. Yeah. And I think we both like, you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast this whole time, especially our OGs, like mm-hmm. we both have gone on a journey of being more intentional with our life in the last couple of years. And that includes like spending money. And we talked about that a lot. Like, what are we, what do we value? What are we going to spend our money on? Especially I think for you, it was like clothing was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I'd say probably eating out was like my biggest spending category a year mm-hmm. and a half ago. Um, and it's just like reevaluating what you really want. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like thinking, I mean, that's true. Like I definitely have gone through and reevaluated what I really want, but if you like, haven't done that yet, I think a place to start is literally just thinking twice about your purchases. Like, do I need this instead of like adding to cart and ordering (laughs) it within five minutes, maybe just wait an hour or a day and see like, do I really need to spend $500 at Sephora? You know, like, yes. Or usually it's no. A really good example is, um, I'm like so bad about jeans. I texted you the other day about jeans mm-hmm. because I found the perfect pair of jeans about yeah. three years ago from Levi's. Okay, they were yeah. a re- they were a returned pair from a girly who was clearly a tall girl because okay. they were like length 32 or 34 length, which yeah. is impossible to find in stores. Like you just can't, yes. so you have to order them online. And this girl had returned them from an online order. So they were in like the clearance aisle and they were called like four-way stretch and they were so I love freaking comfortable. They yeah. were so comfortable, so flattering, absolute favorite. And they eventually ripped in the seams because I wore them all the time for <laughs> yeah. literally like years. I yeah. always wore them. So they eventually wore out. And I just never found anything like them again. And I have just been on the hunt. Anyways, we have this trip coming up in April. And I was like, I really wish I had a comfortable, perfect pair of jeans to bring Mm -hmm. on this trip. Like it's just something that has been missing in my closet and I keep missing the mark. And so I told myself like, before I go on Levi's and browse and add to cart a bunch of jeans, Mm -hmm. I'm going to reevaluate what is in my current like pants drawer. And so I pulled everything out and I'm like taking stock of these jeans look like there's a flood coming. I need to throw them away. Why do I have them? That's literally every pair of jeans I own. (laughs) Like it's seriously a struggle when you're over five, eight, like to find a pair of jeans that doesn't look so dumb. Like, Yeah. (laughs) So did you find a pair? I hope they arrive. One pair actually just arrived today. And then the other pair, I think are arriving in like two weeks or a week. But where did you order from? I ordered them online from Levi's and I filtered okay. for like length 32 and higher. Okay. So that I knew they were going to be tall enough. Um, But still, we'll see. Because then it's like, if you're a tall girl, I know a lot of girls go to Abercrombie because they make tall and extra tall, which- yeah. Thank you, Abercrombie, for thinking Thank of us. You. 
unlike everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have ordered a pair of their like 90s jeans, super mm-hmm. cute, so uncomfortable, yeah, like beyond. I, know. I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's they're just, so stiff. They're so stiff. And it just feels like why, especially at Abercrombie, and you know what? I'm going to put everyone in there. Why are they either jeggings, like literal yeah. jeggings, or <laughs> like Wrangler stiff ass, like yes. denim jeans? Where is the in between? I don't I know. know where it is anymore. See, I like Madewell, but their jeans, the long, like even the long versions look so stupid. Like, I really thought about emailing them a strongly worded email and CCing you because <laughs> it's beyond dumb that yeah. you have a a label of jeans branded as tall mm-hmm. and you as how tall are you five I'm five eight, five, eight. i'm five yeah eight. you're five eight i'm i'm five nine i cannot believe is that five eight woman you buy a pair of talls and it's literally not even close to tall enough yeah who is it, it made for so that's a dumb. regular pair of fucking jeans yeah i know it's such a struggle oh my god but no i agree and Guys, just so you know, we are actually going to have an episode coming out soon about yeah. <laughs> like closet staples. So we can we can do a deep dive into jeans, yes. especially for tall girls, because I'm excited. We feel your pain. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Just like being intentional and spending money like where you want and like investing. Yeah. in like good pieces, because like you said, like for me, spending money on clothes, especially when I lived in New York, was so bad like I just feel like I would like go to Zara and shit which I have not shopped at for years but like just wasting money because by next season they're either ripped they're not in style like they're just uh, it's just not a good situation so or like everyone has them yes that too yeah <laughs> that too. I know but okay cool okay. so just to wrap up this was a good chat. How do your money habits like change after spring savings? Like getting into late spring, summer, how does it usually change? Yeah. So we um, usually do an international trip in the spring every year. So we didn't for like a year during COVID. Um, but last year we did Portugal. And then this year we're going on a trip to Europe. And every April, spending increases because of that. So I think for me, it's also like the reason I love spring savings and dry Jan is because I know that there's this spring trip coming up where I'm going to drink, I'm going to eat and I'm going to spend money. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like do the smart thing now so that I can really enjoy myself. And that's honestly what happens. Like I, I never want to feel I want to feel that feeling when I'm in line at TJ's of not having to worry about how much the total is at the cash register when I'm on a trip like that, because I know I save ahead of time. I know I have a plan and then I know when I'm on the trip, like, I don't need to worry about how much dinner is like I can get it. Or I found a cute bag. I really like, Oh, it's $500. Okay. Do I really want this? Yes. Swipe. Like I saved my money. I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) She's going crazy in Europe. I'm excited. Oh my God. (laughs) It'll be so fun. Yeah, I agree. I mean, summer for me is usually a spendier time. Like I, I just feel like there's always so much going on. So I think spring savings is just, it really just lays the foundation for your year. Exactly. Like you can just enjoy your time. You don't have to like worry, not saying we're going 
crazy overboard or anything, but like, you don't have to like think twice about it. So I think it just kind of, yeah, lays the foundation for your year, starts you off on the right note. And we love that. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little spring savings check-in and we will be back next week with another episode. Thank you.